0: gotta get we gotta get like a catchy intro for neil
1: cocktail
0: hour are we going right into the podcast or is he just going right into a segment we're
2: no we're going right into the podcast
0: no banter no nothing
1: just you're you're (laughs) not even gonna sync
2: us up we can sync afterwards
1: i'm dying here (laughs) all right so (laughs) <laughs> we'll cut to the chase. He came in ready to drink. I, I came in ready to Already drink, and we need. To go. This is the new segment. I haven't. This is. I'm, I'm going to have a new cocktail. There's this cool site I found. Um, what's it called again? It's called Make Me a Cocktail com, and you just throw in your in, you, anything you've got uh, alcohol mixers, bitters, anything that you've got in your home bar, and just click the button, and it'll give you a bunch of cocktails that you can make. So, I just made a dry Bronx, which is... We, uh, l- hold on. Let us guess what's in there. Yeah, go on then. Yeah, guess what's in there. It's got three ingredients. So, what's in a dry okay. Bronx? Okay.
0: Well, uh, okay, ho- you have- hold it up. Hold it up. See. see so, we can see I was going to what say, you guys say. have
1: an unfair advantage over any listeners because you can see now the color. It's in a martini glass. glass. It looks like it is uh,
2: orange-ish a- yellow. Mm-hmm. So he probably has orange juice in it. I'm gonna say he has orange juice in it. What about you, Marty? One point. I, I would agree with one that. One point. I would agree that there one is orange juice. There is orange juice. Okay, and then uh, a dry Bronx. So where's the dry? Is that champagne? You got champagne in there? Nope. No.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say it's gonna be um, dry. So I would
1: say like a gin. Yes. Two points. One more ingredient, okay. which is also a dry, orange. which is also a dry thing.
2: Uh, dry Bronx. Because I mean,
0: you don't normally think of orange juice and gin going together. So there's got to be something to balance
1: that out, right? Uh, gin and orange is not that. It's do people drink that? <laughs> don't try um, to justify yourself
2: now. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know what the third one is unless Marty has an idea. Um, well,
0: there's no red in it, so there's no grenadine. But I would say, um, it's got to be club
1: soda. It's a cocktail ingredient, common cocktail alcohol.
0: Well, it, it's it's also not fizzy, so it's not a soda. No, it's not a splash or something. But it would be. I'm gonna say bitters
1: no it's vermouth vermouth ah Uh, so it's like a martini gotcha so now i'm gonna taste it i've never had this i've had gin and orange two out of three ain't bad oh it's quite strong um but it's pretty good i like it
0: so what's what what are the measurements
1: it's it's one 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 What what do you mean the measurements it's one part of each um Shake it. Uh, so one part of each. Put it in a shaker. Add some ice. Shake it for ten to fifteen seconds. Get it cold, and then uh, just pour it into a glass, uh, and that's it. But it's it's actually good. It's nice. So there you go. All
2: right. I just want this. Uh, I I want to use this opportunity that uh, Neil's New Year's resolution was to drink less. <laughs> I know what you said. <laughs> and at this point in the podcast, less than a year into it, he is making drinks on the this
1: podcast. This is a new year, no? Less, less than a half a
0: year. Well, it is, it is a new era. It is yeah. the era of COVID. It so. is.
1: And I thought as a segment it was good because, you know, um, people that may drink a cocktail in the summer maybe aren't into making their own. They usually go to a bar. And if you're not able to, all you need to do is buy a couple of ingredients and you can have one at home after a hard day's remote are you, working.
2: Or during well, the did day Did you have while, any other option? Re- while remote working. While remote working? Oh, yeah. Were you practicing your cocktails up all up until this point today?
1: No, no. Uh, no, no. I, I did stock my bar up this weekend, so I've done a couple um, over the weekend, but nothing today. A couple of different ones I tried, um, but I, I thought I'd try a, this one. I saw it, and I didn't do it the other day, so I thought, do it now. So, there you have it, well, listeners. There you try go. Bronx. It actually... If you would name it something... It actually only gets 2.9 out of 5, though. Um, so, yeah. I think to appreciate this one, you really... I think you do need to like gin. The gin is not masked by the other ingredients so if you don't like gin don't don't do it
0: i mean well, it, there you go it's just a gin martini with orange juice
1: basically so there it is a new one so next <laughs> week we'll, we'll do another one
0: your your All wife right. is, is a gardener too so are you going to incorporate the the garden spices
1: uh could do yeah i've never really been one I mean, for adding much in the way of spices um not because i'm not i don't want to i am just not that sophisticated um i'm very much your sort of um blue collar martini guy not well cocktail guy so just give me a couple of ingredients but i don't really have a, I mean, a lot of bitters and the extra little bits. so i'll add a bit of lime or something like yesterday i had some margaritas but i'm pretty basic here
0: you probably have like some jasmine or um, mint yep. growing, or we, some other. We herbs. do. We do have
1: mint, yeah. Although I, I'm have never been very good at making mojitos. Like I've always sucked at it, and I've really have tried a lot, and I don't seem to be able to make them very well.
0: What do you do? You use the right mint?
1: I don't know. Do I?
0: <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> mint you use. I don't know.
1: I just use the mint. The green kind. Yeah, green. Smells like mint.
0: And do you, do you, uh, I mean, it comes down to a lot of the prep
1: too. I know, like mashing it up and.
0: You got to smack yeah, it. Yeah, I, I do.
1: I've smack tried that. I've tried that method. Um, and they're never bad, but they're not as good as like. I used to live with this guy um, who was from Guadalupe and he was like the master of the mojito and he would make them all the time. It was like his go to drink. And I can never do them like he did them.
2: Do you have a go-to drink to make, Marty?
0: Um, I mean, I I do love me some uh, some mint juleps. Um, if our friend Nick was listening to this, he would say lemon drop martinis. Um, but um, no, I just I, I, I like making a lot of different mixed drinks. I just haven't made them in a while, so
2: you don't have one that if you. Wanted to impress someone, you'd make, or is that the mint julep for you?
0: No, the mint julep is an acquired taste. It's it's a uh, it's like drinking sweet tea. Not everyone's a fan of sweet tea.
2: Yeah, but if you're trying to impress someone, you they probably already have an acquired taste, right? Because you will not waste your time trying to impress someone that wouldn't appreciate it.
0: Right, but not say
2: you had Neil over for dinner.
0: I would make Neil a mint julep just because I think he would enjoy it. But if I was right, to make... What would
2: you make him for dinner?
0: Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know, a pasta dish? Or I, I don't know. <laughs> you actually answered. Uh, no, I, if I, just a standard drink. I'd probably go with like a Moscow Mule or something.
1: I made a Mule on the weekend okay. there. What there was a good go-to?
2: Goodness, you guys are just a couple bartenders. You guys should open a, up a bar or something.
0: We should open a bar, what dude. You,
2: what would you name it?
0: Um, that's, Rocket League.
2: Dude, this is a strong, Le- strong Le- start.
0: Le- League of Rockets.
2: I, no. I don't know about that.
0: <laughs> Ooh, no. no. But, Plat three or bust.
2: <laughs> that's a goofy bar name. I don't know if anyone would. And you just call it
0: Plat three. That. Just call it Plat three.
2: See that has some class to it.
1: I could, I could see yeah, someone getting it that. That sounds kind of, uh, you know, uh, or you call it platinum, busy. and then
0: there's different levels of membership. Yeah. There you go. How
1: what? about the platinum canteen? Why does everything have to have a membership now? Because you get more money. I don't
2: know.
0: In- exclusivity. Yeah. What would does you make, really Neil? Sell? Andrew.
2: What would I make, Neil?
0: Yeah. It can't be a beer. I'd. Uh...
2: It has okay. to be a cocktail. Well, you just took away all the good ideas I'll take a i had bit. uh no uh because i'm pretty basic in what i have on hand he just gets straight whiskey how do you feel about that feels good cut it with some water or maybe ice, whatever you want we
1: do, it was like an old-fashioned or something whiskey with a bit drip of uh, lemon or i don't
2: have i don't have everything for that come on now i think don't you just need lemon
1: oh no do you think Shh. i have lemon no, it's not old fashioned. It's, it's it's a orange peel. Yeah, I'm thinking fashion. of a different one. Um, uh, is it a sazerac sour, with it's a with whiskey uh, lemon? cocoa? Whiskey cocoa is it? Oh, no, whiskey sour. Whiskey sour. Uh, it's just lemon. Oh. it's just a uh, whiskey lemon, and then technically, you put a little orange and cherry on it. So forget that. Uh, and a little.
2: Let's hold on now. You asked me why I would make you. I told you why I would make you. I'm um, not but
1: I'm, I'm this is telling not you what I an want.
2: establishment where you <laughs> 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 Well, you're not getting it. Sorry. Yep. Go go over to Marty's bar.
0: Andrew Andrew's just going to pour you a shot of whiskey and then if you want water, he'll
1: put an ice cube in it or give it a little like spritz. Is it one of those of is it, it one of those big really big ice cubes? I wish I had, like, the molds
2: for that, but yeah. I don't. So it's not. Oh, man. No, but I'd get you, like, crushed ice and be like, it's
1: what you have. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right.
1: I'm going to stick no. with the platinum cantina.
0: So if anybody's listening and needs a gift idea for Andrew, mm. big ice cube mold so he can make big big rocks.
1: It's actually, you or know, I, nah. I might buy one
0: they're pretty cheap on amazon Uh, they're They're pretty cheap on amazon uh, use
2: your points i was gonna say there goes the rest of the points but no if they're cheap you might be able to buy a couple of them big ice cube tray
1: 14 bucks
0: in my subscription box i i got one of those like specifically because i want to i I like drinking scotch and so having that to uh, um, use a big ice cube when you drink scotch is very nice
2: what makes it nice marty
0: Melts slower, so it it cuts it cuts it slower, and so you really and it depends on who you are. Scotch opens up,
2: melts slower. Yeah,
1: yeah, because it has a lower lower surface area. Mm -hmm.
2: It has a higher surface area if it's bigger.
1: No, but lower compared to Mm -hmm. having like ten cubes of ice.
2: Yes, yeah. If you had like multiple pieces of ice, but I'm saying if you had just one ice cube that you got from your fridge air refrigerator, You
0: you don't drown the ice cube and the scotch that's not how you do it
1: so it, it's Why on not? the way 21st of may <laughs> three days
2: <laughs> 21st of may yeah,
1: that's um, what it says
2: i can't believe we're in may already yeah it's kind of wild to think about how are you guys holding up in quarantine are you guys still in quarantine is that still a thing i
1: am still in quarantine yep um
2: i don't know if you guys notice i got a haircut today you're wearing a hat. We can't yeah, tell. Yeah, how can we tell have, that? <laughs> you have okay. headphones Hold over your ears. No, no, you can definitely tell. Because for like no. the past two months, I've been getting these wicked wings coming out the side. It was it was getting really. It was a trying time for me emotionally. Mm.
0: Your camera is not that great.
1: No, it's hard to tell, but oh. you know this is a sign of COVID. Long, long facial hair and long hair. My hair's ridiculous right now. But at least I've been shaving. <laughs> Marty, yeah, look, you've even got some there hair go. going there.
0: Uh, no, I, I, I got rid of, I was dealing with the same thing that Andrew was. I don't like long hair. Um, and it was bugging the crap out of me. So I just took the my, my beard trimmer and, and then um, that was a week ago. And then today I trimmed up my beard. So I'm feeling a lack of hair right
2: now. Nice.
0: I'm more aerodynamic. I probably lost 10 seconds off my mile time.
2: Are you going to check that at the track? No. Okay. We'll just take your word for it. I cut you off, Neil. You're about to go into something.
1: One of your quarantine stories. I was just going to say, I'm done. I'm tired of quarantine. I mean, I'm tired. I'm tired of like, I'm not tired of, I don't need to go and speak to people or anything like that. That's, that's not a problem. Um, I'm just so tired of every day being the same as the, the day before. Um, it's kind of beginning to but get my nerves. But now
2: you have cocktails. Well, this is
1: it. You know, you've got to do what you've got to do to get through this thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you just want to be honest and say you're just tired of being around your kids all the time?
1: Um, yeah, I'll be honest about that. You know, it's funny because we had a, I mean, I love my kids, but it, it, you know, you don't realize as a, as a parent, um, it's important not to be, your kids have to have time away from parents and with, it's normal, it's human, right? But, uh, we did get a survey today. My company did a survey that came out and bear in mind, we've been remote now for a, a couple of months at least. And so they did a very large, like, you know, like. Tens of thousands of people got this survey and I think it's so that they can analyze, um, it, you know, regionally whether or not to bother have people go back to the office or if certain jobs might be able to work remote and then obviously they could save money on um, on, on rental right and, and building fees. So they had this huge survey asking all these questions you know like are you doing more are you doing less it's, you know it's quote unquote anonymous <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um <laughs> but they're asking all this stuff and at the very end it said um what was it It said something it was just a tech freeform text answer like uh, what do you wish you had less of or something like that? And I was like, is it appropriate to say my children right now? <laughs> like, uh, you know, but did you actually put that? No, in there? I did not. Because again, oh. it's the fear of the not fear. you know, obviously, what are they going to do? But they always say these things are anonymous. Um, yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> it's tracked somewhere by someone. Exactly. It's obviously uh, tracked because they have to
1: compile the answers. It's just whether or not you're, you know, because one time they did send out an email to us about some other anonymous, some other thing. And it said, this is an, an anonymous, um, response. Um, and every single response in the, everyone had their own customized, uh, tracking link, um, in the email that was, it was clearly not anonymous. It was just like nonsense.
2: Yeah. Well, we've done things like that. At- Jobs I've had, you know, employee engagement surveys, Mm -hmm. which I think are a joke, Mm -hmm. but you know, they'd they'd send them out to like these satellite offices where you only have like 11 people answering. So you know what office it came from. And generally everyone's going to have the same idea. I just, Mm -hmm. but I've gone through that mess. I'm not really worried about them knowing what I'd say but as far as just being a waste of time in regards to actually downsizing the office and being able to get rid of space. I understand that. But I imagine a lot of people are kind of, kind of at the same spot where no, it'd be nice to go in and see the people I work with because mm-hmm. a lot of that, a lot of time working with other people, even if you feel like you're just bantering, a
1: lot of work happens in between those conversations. And that, they had questions specifically focusing on that, like you know, um, what you know, talking to people um, on a on a social level, talking to pe- being able to just talk to someone immediately on a work level, like all these questions about whether it's easier or harder, whether you think it's more productive or less productive. I mean, obviously everyone's going to answer it in a self-serving way, according to what they want, rather than perhaps the truth. I mean, the obvious question that no one's going to answer correctly is it was, do you feel that you're doing more work than when you're in the office? (coughs) Lots more, more, the same, less, or a lot less. And why wouldn't you answer that honestly, though? Yeah. Um, because then if... Let's say you're doing a lot less and you answer a lot less. Well, that's going to make them think, why are we paying you for a quote-unquote, these people for 40 hours of work if now they're able to do it in, say, 20? I'm not saying that they would have that mentality. I'm just saying it's like, you're, no. you're literally... But let's
2: say, if, for example, like, are most of the people at your company salaried positions? Oh.
1: In my office, yeah.
2: So, I mean, for for example, your office. If everyone is doing, if someone's doing less work, you will know by the workload that is left with others, right? Sure. So that that would be found out either way. If they're doing less work, but getting the, or if they're working less but doing the same amount of work, you then they're just being more efficient. Yeah. But but no one would say they're working less if they're doing the same amount, even if they did it in six hours versus eight.
0: I mean, the other thing yeah, is, is, I guess know, some people are in your boat, Neil, where they have kids too, where part of their day is not fully dedicated to work mm-hmm. as they would be if they were on site. Sure. Uh, because they have, their kids oh, would be at come school. come on. You, their kids be You will know,
2: Neil's using care. it as an excuse to stay away. Well, I, I actually would like to
1: go back to the office, <laughs> but I'd like to go back, you know, just once or twice a week, I think would be sufficient. Um, and it... Considering a lot of companies are talking about having people go back in, in waves because they don't, they simply aren't made. Their, their offices aren't designed for everyone to come back at once anyway. That would work fine, right? Like if it's like Monday, Wednesday, Friday or Tuesday, Thursday, I'll be happy to be in one of those camps and then just come in on those days and stay away the other days. Ideally the Tuesday, Thursday. Not
2: too bad. Yeah, no, it'd be, I was talking to a friend of mine today and they had just gotten back to the office and um, I know it helped them a lot because, you know, I don't know if they felt like they were being more productive or less productive, but definitely a social interaction. You think about working at home, you end up working, I, I feel like you end up working more just because you're never really disconnected. That's me if I'm working from home.
1: I haven't felt that I've I feel like I've just done far far less time work wise I'm still doing my job but I really realized how much of it is just crap you know and when you take when you cut that crap out and you cut the commute out you cut lunch out you cut going to the break room out you cut walking to Costco walking to Target walking around the block going to the gym like because I'll like walk over to the gym like two or three times a day. You cut all that out and you just do work for two hours, you're done.
2: Hold on. How do you <laughs> consider going to Target and going to the gym as work?
1: Because that's part of my like, – that's what you, I do every day. <laughs> did,
2: you on, did you did you honestly like feel like, oh, this is such a full day and you went to the gym three times, went to Target and bought a Rocket League
1: car? I mean, I'll go over there a lot just to walk around to get, I do it for, I do it because I like to get up like every hour to, to move around rather than stick at my desk, unless I'm stuck in back-to-back meetings. So I'm like, oh, I'll just take a quick walk to the, to, I mean, they're right next door, right? So I can be there and back in like 10, 15 minutes. So I'll go walk around, look at video games, look at board games, card games, (laughs) whatever, buy some, buy something I don't, basically don't need, um.
0: So you get your work done in two to three hours and you feel that you're doing less work at home. <laughs> so how much work are you doing at home, Neil? Are you doing like an hour?
2: No, but he said <laughs> he's still getting his job about. done. Which is what the point I was <laughs> no, about. Yeah, the, the,
1: the, the sad part is, is I feel, I feel more efficient at home. Like I I think it's because I guess it depends on the job you have, right? Everybody has different jobs, but in my job, for me, it's just getting people to, it's just helping people and getting people to do their job. So I'm just trying to make other people do their job well. And um, <laughs> but no, that, that's what I'm paid to do. That's you know that is what I'm paid to do is make other people succeed um, and help them if they're stuck. But with the work from home situation, it's, it just seems a lot. It's been a lot more easy and efficient for me to do that with a person in a remote way than it is in person because I feel like in person people are more combative like I'll talk to people and they'll they'll have a reason to to argue back or suggest something different which is fine from a con you know I I, people should put their ideas forward but I feel that on the work from home people are just kind of like yeah that makes sense yeah cool I'm with it and like people for some reason we seem to be more on the same page and that's that's happening it's not like they're saying it and not doing it because obviously it has to deliver but um so it makes my job easier honestly so I don't know why I I guess I don't I don't know why I I have no good reason for it but it's just the way it worked out I honestly wouldn't have thought that I would have thought the opposite I would have thought dealing managing people remotely would be a lot harder because you know you don't get to have that human face-to-face in person contact contact and you don't get to see those subtle body you know body language and facial cues as much um but it it hasn't been that way it's been been pretty good do you feel like part of that is because more of your communication maybe via email or instant messaging now right exactly because you and you don't you don't there's less fluff in those communication media media yeah, straight yep to the point you go to the point let's do this let's do that and Every now and then, it's like, let's discuss it. And even then, the discussions, I think people don't like being on video conferencing and on calls. And so as long as you have, a, as long as everyone's in that agreement, (laughs) they're happier to focus and get it done quickly. Like, for example, say you have a meeting in a room in an office. You have a one hour pre-scheduled meeting. So everybody's sort of mentally prepared to sit in that room for an hour. And oftentimes you do, and you only really do like maybe 15 minutes of focus, like yeah, get to the point and the rest of it's crap. But in the remote situation, so you do waste, quote unquote, waste 45 minutes in this COVID situation. You just do the 15 minutes and you leave. Like people don't sit around because y- there's no point in sitting around talking to a screen. People just don't seem as interested in doing that because it's not as cu- It's not as much. It's not as personal. So, I mean, and that's something you miss too, because obviously meetings, it's fun to sit around for 15 minutes when it's done and chat to someone about, you know, whatever, just shoot the shit. So that is a loss for sure in terms of like bonding and, you know, so work, social relations. But on the other hand, it doesn't, it isn't a, ne- it isn't a necessity, at least yet. Maybe, maybe in the long term, this becomes more of an impact. But in the very short term, it's like you already know these people so one thing is imagine hiring new people that's kind of different because then you've never met them like we're in a situation where we have relationships with people and we've moved to a remote working situation now over Mm -hmm. time as that churn moves imagine doing this for like five years you'd have a lot of your workforce who've never met um so that could be completely different but so i can't say if this really would work forever um, it would just be different, right? At the end of the day, but oh.
2: yeah, uh, yeah. Like I was saying earlier, I think what you miss out on is the work that happens in those little, you know, bullshit sessions or inter yeah. sessions. Right. I mean, if if people have, because people have so many things on their plate and they're doing so many things at once, it might be a not might, might not be addressed in a fifteen minute meeting, sure, or in the meat of that fifteen minute meeting. But if you're talking to so and so, you might catch something on the side there. I think that yeah, kind of. Opens up communication. Well, th- but.
1: that's like a dip in creativity potentially or innovation because those things can often lead to new ideas and new projects. But, uh-huh. and again, I, I Ugh, more work, more work. Yeah. I think that it's kind <laughs> of a, it's, it's an illusion because we believe it's working better because you've, you've taken a good working relationship and a good culture and you've turned it into an online. But then, like I said before, if you, if it becomes your culture that it's online, how do those little miss conversations as they start to actually mount like a snowball rolling down a hill, right? Missing them now is no big deal because everybody knows what's happening. You've got good leaders. You've got a good idea of what you want to produce. But if you, if you start to, as things become more unclear and you move more into the unknown, maybe it gets worse. Um, so this could be like, The maybe a good scenario is offices work for like a month or two months in an office from a bonding point of view from a team point of view and then they work remote for 10 months of the year you know that's i don't know i i don't know i'm not claiming to know the answer but as it is right now it feels like the best of both worlds because you've got that you've got that understanding but you're also uh, now getting to work remotely and be more efficient and do your work in less hours, the same work so so from this though, you'd like to work at home still part of the time yeah. yeah part part of the time I still want to go in some of the time because
0: just with your kids
1: not there well, I don't want to take my kids to work, do I <laughs> I've done that before No,
0: I mean you don't want to, you don't want to be working at home with your kids there like all
1: the time oh i mean it's really not that bad honestly i mean it, it again best of both worlds right now that it works because the kids are still doing their remote learning through school ask me that question in the middle of august and we, i might have a very different answer because they'll have been off you know they'll have been <laughs> on summer break for six weeks bored yeah, out june's of june's coming buddy yeah bored out of their minds. so again it really depends on what everyone is 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 up to so well fair enough how do we get on this conversation? Uh, you asked about how we were doing in quarantine. Oh, no, yeah. that's true. Oh, well, there we are. That's how we're doing. But as we segue, I will say that cocktail. I will. I, I am only going to give it a three out of five. I'm about in line with the uh, website. Just for anyone who was thinking of making it, it is good, but it's really kind of just like gin and orange juice. Um,
0: Where would it fall on the librarian scale?
1: What's that, mm. librarian scale?
0: Yeah. Because she gave the cue 3 out of 5 too. And we vastly disagreed with that rating.
1: Then I'd give it, if I was voting it on her as her, 5 out of (laughs) 5. It's going to shake up my second one here. Oh, good. Yeah. No, 3. It's it's an all right cocktail, but I think we can do better next week.
0: So you liked it. You can do better. Yeah. But you would have it again because you are going to have it again.
1: Well, I made enough for two, so what can I do? Am I going to make this one again after this is done? Am I going to make it again? I don't. No, I don't think I will. I think there's better. There's better choices. All right,
0: the dry Bronx, three out of five according to Neil.
2: <laughs> I'm just. I'm at this point. I'm just watching Neil pour his drink and watching him go through the motions here. Yeah, I will it's say. Oh, keep going. I was going to say, it's actually kind of entertaining. I would go to a bar if he was bartending.
1: He has kind eyes. Tom, He'd be j- able to j- listen to all my just problems. Just think Tom Cruise. Cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> the I was going to
0: say, our pod. our podcast is better when Neil's drinking.
2: Uh, is is it? it?
1: Not sure. I don't know.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, you, there's a huge gap in my recording. I'm looking at my recording, and there's a... Huge gap where I don't say anything because it's all Neil.
1: That isn't necessarily better. That's, <laughs> well, that could hold be on. worse. Is that because
0: he's
2: drinking, or is that because you're not talking?
0: No, it's because Neil's feeling that airtime. Usually,
2: when I'm trying to talk, it's because there's there's dead air. So you're saying when you talk less, the podcast is better? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to figure this out, Marty. Well, because then we're not
0: also struggling to fill airtime because Neil will fill it too.
2: We don't struggle to fill airtime. We're full of thoughts of I- and ideas that everyone wants that's to hear. That's what editing is it's for. Our listener base Andrew has just, grown. just
1: edits it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> what,
1: what? <laughs> uh, anyway, Andrew, well, you didn't tell how how are you doing? You're not actually. You never really were on major lockdown, right?
2: Yeah. I no, know, not really.
1: No, I mean, it's kind of open now, but
2: we we were on lockdown, but my job, I'm naturally away from people anyways, so it didn't really affect it much, my day-to-day life. Hmm. But I did go to the hardware store this weekend, and uh, on my way home, I saw one of my favorite places was open. Uh, it's a little tap house. So I stopped in there and had a beer, and that was nice. Oh, was,
1: you actually oh, stayed nice. there and had a drink?
2: I, I, I walked in there, had a Beers. That sounds crazy, and I uh, it was a wild <laughs> was time. I had a burger with it, uh, wow. but the, the, the crazy thing is, I think people really miss that social dynamic you have at a bar because I was there at I don't know maybe one o'clock or so. Like I said, I had a burger, right? And within my forty five minutes there, two different people offered to buy me a drink just because you know you're out in public and you because can do you that. can. I didn't know them. I had half a conversation with one guy about water levels in a river. Right. And I was like, uh, all right.
1: Yeah. I think you're so right. That there. river Pe- was
0: half full. Like the conversation.
1: Nope. Pe- no, I'm people already. are definitely, um, more aware of just how important that stuff is. You know, I think you're going to see so much of that kind of kind, those kind of kind gestures, to strangers, the appreciation of other human beings that aren't your immediate friend groups—it's definitely at the beginning as people come back. I, I can totally see that, man.
2: I'm I'm curious about it because you know they yeah I used to live in the Seattle area and they they had what they called the uh, Seattle freeze. You know, people just don't seem to reach out very often. Not I, I guess they're cold, but it's just they're not mm-hmm. as open or friendly as they someone from the south would be right right um but i wonder how that's going to change yeah because once we come out of this and people do have the opportunity to see people that aren't their family or their significant other or their roommates for the past two months how are they going to react are they going to be more willing to open up to new people i, don't I know. think so i mean humans
0: humans are social creatures
2: like are they
0: what you described of going into a place to have a beer have a burger
2: there That's was exactly no one there when I, I walked right in,
1: now. which was why I enjoyed it. <laughs> so it did you have to wear a mask when you went in or you is went, it just open um no. do what you want?
2: No the, the the anyone working there has to wear a mask apparently. Um but no I didn't have to wear a mask. The only place I had to wear a mask here was going
1: into uh, the county courthouse. Okay. So the work the, the servers and the bartender they were wearing masks?
2: Yeah, 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 and I mean prior to the lockdown, because all these places wanted to stay open. Like, I was there probably a week before everything got shut down, mm-hmm. and they were constantly going around spraying everything and cleaning things off. Anyways, it was probably cleaner than most
1: places in this town. Sure, <laughs> at that time, yeah, yeah. Because right now, obviously in California, we're not. We can't do that. We we have to wear a mask. We'll, we'll get kicked out or arrested. Um, in any public place, um, which is kind of, um, you know, it's a bummer. But
2: I, I don't have the article in front of me. I have no idea the validity of it, but I saw it roll across my Google News feed. I didn't read it, but it said something about, uh, I don't know if it was a full-on study because I don't really feel like there's enough time to study something, but the the effect of masks and actually exacerbating the uh, effects of COVID on someone because of how it, uh, I don't know, I guess uh, exposes it more quickly to their brain.
1: Oh, if, the, you've, the more you've, I if think you've contracted about this, I don't it, know. You, you mean if you've got yeah. COVID and you're just in the early stages, wearing a mask is like super yeah. bad. I guess so. I don't know. I have no idea if that's true or not. Hmm. Makes some sort of intuitive sense, I guess.
2: I, well, I, I guess, I don't know if I buy it. I think that's something that would have to actually read the article, but yeah, I have no idea. I am not against masks by any means, but I, I think to be in forced to wear them in any publics, like if you're out in a park by yourself, do you have to wear
1: one there? Um, it's the rules. It, I think it kind of depends. Like, for example, I, I bike up, I, I bike up my hill and go across the trail every other day. But it's a very remote. So I only come across four or five people. And in those kind of like trail really situations, no, people aren't wearing masks. But if you go to, say, Hamosa Beach or Malibu, I think that in that kind of open air, but still high, you know, high, high foot traffic situation, you, you got to yeah. wear masks.
2: And that makes sense. Yeah. Have you noticed though? How hard it is to hear people with masks on, not because they're necessarily
1: quieter, but, but you can't read their lips. And the worst part for me is, is I'm British. I mumble. <laughs> I mumble. I talk softly usually. Fucking, I tell you, I kid you not. If I ask a grocery clerk where something is, it's a, it's a fucking ten minute conversation to find out where the goddamn <laughs> pasta sauce is. That they, they just look at me, and go, what, what? <laughs> i'm it's
2: like, you say say, like yeah, say exactly it. right yeah. and then they're say like it again i don't say it again. yeah and say it gets again. to that
1: point where they're actually no, you can see that they are um they're just they're giving up hope they're they're losing hope <laughs> they have that and they go sorry i'm sorry man i just don't understand you you know it's like that it's that like i've tried really hard for five efforts to hear what you're saying and I don't think I'm gonna get this <laughs> this is this conversation will never conclude <laughs> it's really fucking sad uh, say it again yeah say it again yeah what say what pasta yeah. pasta sauce say it again Neil yeah. pasta,
0: pasta sauce pasta sauce I don't know say it again
1: <laughs> fuck off Marty <laughs> <laughs> but no you are right it is harder to understand people because yeah you do although it's very you're not lip reading but you pick it up you pick up little clues your brain naturally must recognize tiny patterns to piece things together when you're struggling and you can sort of infer what someone may have said and it can help you in those situations so yeah that's completely gone now
0: i mean voice projection and diction um, suffers immensely
1: but yeah
0: you're you're not able to articulate words as well as you normally would um because you're not trying to hear them your mouth to um, Because you don't want to drop it below your mask if it's whatever kind of mask that you're wearing.
2: But even if if I'm hearing them clear as a whistle, you know, if it's someone I haven't talked to much, it's still hard to hear them, or I I I question what they say. You know, I have to think about it a little bit longer, right? Just because I don't know, I feel like I rely on those facial clues and those that lip reading a lot. Maybe I'm
1: just a bad listener. Yep. Huh? No, I think you do. Um, People do. It's just years of evolution have made us do all these things automatically. And when something just then is different. We're just machines. Yeah, we are really. We're just, we're we're (laughs) wired to to do things in certain ways.
0: Well, it's interesting also in that, Neil, you're in a place where there's tons of people. And so you probably have a, a larger hotspot. Andrew's in a place that is fairly remote that doesn't have a lot of incoming traffic. Sure. I live in a tourist town and where my county is going to apply for early access to phase two. And I'm like, uh, fuck. What's phase two? So phase two is then they're going to allow restaurants and other businesses to open back up and let people come back in. Okay. And so we haven't really been hit, but we have seen an uptick. We're now at over a hundred cases. And the largest per capita um, uh, uh, hotspot in the state is um, Yakima County in Washington, Hmm. and it's like still going up. It's over a thousand people that have that are tested positive, right? And it's not slowing down. Um, That's the spot that's going up, but Seattle and other places are not doing that so it's definitely hitting the east side and so as things start ready to get open and people from the west side are going to come over for wine trips and other things because the state and businesses are going to open up i'm just sitting here like ah
1: so based on the data you would hope that they would reevaluate their decision making there but i think that the way that the the systems work at city level and state level like once they get on a path it takes them so long to make a goddamn decision that once they're on it it's even harder to get them to go off that decision right so it's like yeah it seems it seems perfect for um increasing the spread of covid um well and you know what today is for washingtonians wow
2: uh mount st helens yeah
0: forty anniversary. anniversary and it was about a week before well, a week before today um people were not believing that the mountain was going to erupt and so they um, push to open back up the lake and get and get access back to the mountain and let people some people back in their homes and it as a result 57 people died
1: what was it that tipped them off originally that it was going to they, they must have thought they had some data that said oh this thing's going to blow and then they all yeah, and mean, they left. just monitoring stations seismic activity yeah. okay so they did have that also, and then they said oh everything's cool
0: there was a bulge <laughs> too um, on the side of the mountain, uh-huh. a hot, uh, hot spot or a lava spot um, wasn't in the main.
2: A giant channel. pimple, right?
0: And it, yeah, and so that ruptured, and then that like hmm. half the mountain slid down into Spirit Lake, and it moved. Damn. There's Have an old ever, guy uh, at cl- the bottom that lived at Spirit Lake, and he refused yeah. to leave. He didn't. He didn't make it. I was gonna. I was,
1: gonna, I was waiting for the good story there. <laughs> hey man, if he lived there, that's his place.
0: It's like he wow. lived there his whole life since like his twenties, and he was like eighty something.
1: Yeah.
2: Why not?
0: So he he died a good death.
2: Uh. But yeah, have you ever climbed Mount St. Helens, Marty?
0: I've done a hike around it when I was in middle school. It was great. So that's a no. Really enjoyed that.
1: i've been around it
0: okay a it blew its top the top doesn't exist anymore yeah Uh, but you could you could hike
2: all the way up to the crater
0: i haven't hiked up to the crater i mean when i was doing this when we were on a class field trip we were i mean it was in the late 90s so like people were not allowed to go up that far yet we were i mean we were really close i could see into the crater um probably a couple football fields away
2: i think you could hike up to that point but you have to get passes to do it so i don't think they'd open it up for a school field trip especially it's a long hike
0: so we started just south of spirit lake we went down around the south side of the mountain and finished on the west side and it was like a 17 mile hike
2: so you went from spirit lake to the south side of the mountain
0: yeah because spirit lake was uh right above us so down south up and around and finished on the west side of
2: the mountain Neil i'm gonna have you check out a map real quick look up Mount St. Helens. i feel I, I thought spirit Lake's on the north side
0: right it's like northeast
2: Northwest isn't it
0: no it's on the north it's like on the east Marty northeast. I want you to
2: draw me your hike that's why I want it's I not will right now. Either. I want you to send it in a letter, snail mail form. Oh, he's gonna draw it for right now. Spirit Lake is uh, is north, yeah, north and slightly east. Oh, it is northeast. Uh-huh. See, Marty headed there. I guess I, I'm not understanding his words because he's wearing. There's the Swift Reservoir south.
1: Oh, hold some on, way on. south.
2: Hold, past a man. How did you say reservoir? <laughs> I fucking hate you people. Uh. <laughs>
0: Reservoir. Reservoir. I keep drawing Spirit Lake, but it comes out phallic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: All right, we ha- we can skip that. We don't need to do that. I did have one question from your comment, though, Marty. You had said that your town is a tourist town, um, which I did not know. What if I was a tourist, what would I be coming to do? Why why would I be coming in as a tourist? What's the attraction?
0: There's like 120 to 140
1: wineries. Oh, okay. So it's winery, wine country. Yeah. But I mean,
2: there's plenty of places that are tourist towns that sure. are probably can be hit with the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I'd say this is a tourist town more than anything, especially in the summer. What in the? It f- looks like a weird. Um, Hold on. Hold that back up. How long did it take you to draw that?
0: Uh, I had to redraw spirit like a few times.
1: Uh, I like it. So You, <laughs> you need to post that on, uh, on our Facebook for people to have a <laughs> reference of what you just drew.
0: So the crater's in the middle of the sea, and then, I
1: don't know. <laughs> it's not quite like that. But I mean but yeah, I don't know. generally, generally moment, you've got but it. But that's kind of
0: because we were definitely on the on the slope where all the dead trees were that had I mean they they hadn't grown back. That's when on we the
1: north back. side there. How high is Mount St. Helens? Is it um is it like shorter now? Is it <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh yeah, I don't know. It's maybe like maybe five uh, it has to be more than that. It's probably like seven thousand.
0: It it was
2: it was probably around twelve or so. It was originally. the
0: second tallest mountain in Washington
2: before second or third. I'll give it, Are you are you on the page right now, Neil?
1: It's uh, eight thousand three hundred feet. Oh, okay, um, I was close with seven. Yeah,
0: and Rainier's only what 14,000. Thir- okay, fourteen. So, I mean, it was it wasn't the tallest by any means, but it was it was up there in height. Yeah. So there's Adams, Rainier, St. Helens. What else am I missing?
2: K2. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't know, Marty. There's plenty of mountains there.
0: Yeah, I mean, the side of the mountains sloughed off, moved Spirit Lake. We were hiking at the part um, where all the trees were dead. Cause it, you know, everything, it knocked everything over. Um, And, you know, I'm five, six hours away and my town got ash. I wasn't alive, but I'm told we got ash.
2: Yeah. I was talking to a guy today and he, he was, uh, he was working out here in Idaho, but he was talking, he was telling me a story how he was talking to someone else about Mount St. Helens and someone came up to him. He's like, Oh man, you must be old if you remember that. And then you think about it, it was like 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. Doesn't seem like it should be that long ago, but it is. History. That's been your history portion of our podcast.
0: This day in history, according to plans are optional.
2: This day in history. And now back
0: to the podcast.
2: (laughs) Do you know anything that happened on this day in history, Neil?
1: Um, No. I did... Catch the Mount St Helens thing on Reddit earlier. That was new. That was my history lesson of the day. Um, no, what do, what's the date today? Eighteenth oh. of May. Uh-huh. No, doesn't nineteen eighty. <laughs> doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> no, nope. I oh, did, no. I did. We did just finish watching. Um, this kind of a very a weak segue here, uh, but we just finished watching Back to the Future Three today uh with the chil- Ooh, with yes. the children obviously they go back in history so it's the wild west it's kind of fun they the, it's funny because the um the three moments in each movie that gets the biggest most amazing laugh from the kids like that like hysterical with all the poop moments with the manure <laughs> first when biff gets cov- in his car and then when he goes into the back of the truck and it's like, the kids just, they lose their minds over that stuff. It's hilarious.
2: Manure. Yeah. I hate yeah. manure. <laughs> but hold on. How many of our podcasts, like, uh, oh, what episode I'm is sorry. This? See, it was something. not
1: actually intentional. It just.
2: No, no. No, but I'm saying, like, you're saying the kids get the kick out of it, but we've had probably a quarter of our podcast focus around feces. Yeah, It's
0: a shitty podcast, Andrew. So, obviously, obviously,
1: people don't change. <laughs> we no, play no, to no our strengths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we I realized I, I took it straight to, like, without even deliberately knowing it, I, I took it straight to a back to, man, back so, to manure.
2: Back to manure, yeah. Yeah. but... Out of out of the uh, Back to the Future movies, which
1: one was your favorite? Well, we discussed that briefly because I asked my kids. I so ultimately one, but two is it's not as good of a movie, but it's it's a special kind of movie. So it's very difficult to pick between one and two for me. I enjoyed three, but it was not my definitely not my favorite. Um, I think one just because it was the one. It was the movie. It was it was the purest. But two was very well done, um, but I think it lacked something that one that one had in terms of just you know it was just, two was basically one again from a more of a meta or an abstract um, point of view. That's but but it was cool and obviously there was the future part was very iconic in the day right the hoverboards and stuff um, but I, I'd pick I have to if I had to pick I I'd pick one
2: Andrew sure. I I think I've only seen the first one actually so I'm out of this conversation Oh my gosh What do you mean Oh my gosh <laughs> I didn't even know there was a third one until this conversation What's yours Marty? It's up
1: one um, or two right
0: I think two is very smart.
1: Yes, exactly. To, right.
0: To, um, it, I mean, it has to be smart because it has to bridge yep. everything from one to three and fit all of that and kind of set up where they're going and where they've been and, and whatnot. The nostalgia and probably the best film is one.
1: Right. As a movie down, maker and as a writer, you'd say two probably, but as a, um, as a viewer and as an entertainment perspective, one is, you know, right. just this for the raw like movie itself, maybe.
0: Like the the we were talking the other night when you said that you introduced him to Back to the Future Part One um, of just the the subtleties and things that I find I really enjoy in the film, and your son picked up on some of the things um, of like the 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 little baby in the playpen in jail, mm-hmm. and he's like, well, why did he say? That, you better get used to it kid like Mm -hmm. when he goes back and it's like it's little subtle things like that that you pick up on as you watch it over and over again but he picked up your son picked up on it real quick and i I, he's gonna be a movie fan i know it (laughs) It um but then like also going from two pines mall to lone pine mall um and other like little subtle things that happen throughout that um also, the casting, I prefer the casting in one above everything else that happens in two or three. Uh, Crispin Glover is, you know, as George McFly, is great. Uh, and then he's not in two or three.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it it, it it loses something for me in that just a little bit. But, you know, there's stuff in two that I just I, I love as well. Three is probably my least favorite. Um, but it has some, some great moments as well. But, um, you know, the doc's alive and, in, in uh, in the wild west and that at the end of two is just kind of, it, it hits you. It's like, I would put it up there as in trilogy moments. of like, you know, things that are just like shocking. And you can't believe I would put it up there as, um, in twist form as up there with Darth Vader in the empire strikes back.
2: Spoiler
1: alert Both statement.
0: <laughs> I don't say what happens, but I just say at the end of, of two, um, you know, at that time, and they're roughly in that same, you know, they're like 10, 10 years apart. Um, really good. But, uh, overall, I would just say number one, best pure film.
1: Yeah. Number
0: two is probably the smartest three has to wrap everything up. I don't like the ending of three. Um, but you know, um, that's me. I don't know how you feel. How did your kids feel about the ending?
1: Uh, we didn't, they didn't talk about the ending specifically. I just asked them which one was their favorite. And what did they say? Uh, my daughter said, what is, she, God. So here's how the conversation, <laughs> here's how the conversation, <laughs> conversation went. I said one, my wife said one, my daughter said two, and then it was left to my son but he had just been reprimanded for being rude and insolent.
2: So, oh, he, so he
1: refused to answer. <laughs> so we left it and then we left it for about three or four minutes. And then we said, and my daughter said, Hmm, well, if Owen does pick two, it'll be a tie. And if he picks one then one will be we win, will win. And then we looked at him and, and, and he still refused to answer. And then, and then he said three. <laughs> just to be a dick just to be a dick <laughs> so six year olds they're great um but uh, you know who knows what they they think
0: i i will say uh you know i'm i'm not saying i'm named after marty mcfly um but i there's not very You're many martys in the world um i mean i don't know where my dad got the name like
1: maybe maybe
0: it could have i i I was i was born soon after the movie so maybe it's it seems logical that that's where you heard it
2: you've never asked your parents why they named you what what they named you
0: yeah you know what my dad said he wanted a son with the same initials as him that was it so he just picked my first name and my middle name because it sounds like that's the story i've ever got my whole life
1: he could have called you Muckfly.
0: yeah he never (laughs) did growing up he never did the whole time um but I will say that going back, um, and I've I really enjoyed those films, I have them on Blu-ray. Do not watch them on Blu-ray. What? Those are films that you need to stick and stick to the VHS or the DVD. Don't watch them in HD. Oh, really? Because the makeup just doesn't hold up. Oh, really? Huh. <laughs> That's funny. Like, it looks good on VHS and DVD, but when you go into HD, it... It really doesn't look good, especially when uh, um, they put the old makeup on. Uh, oh right, um, yeah, yeah, Lorraine. Um, it just mm-hmm. it doesn't mm, does not hold doesn't up work. at all.
1: Well, no, we're um, we're gonna move even on. some of
0: Christopher Lloyd stuff doesn't work.
1: Hmm. I mean, you could kind of tell that from looking at even the VHS that it was it's old quality makeup work, but yeah, it's okay, you know.
0: That, uh, that's an Amblin film produced by uh, steven spielberg
1: yeah so um, next we're going to do goonies but then then i think i'm going to do um karate kid uh cause we're going to do 80s movies and uh, i was reminded uh when i mentioned it by my wife one time a friend of hers for her birthday she rented a um an adult bus which was basically a, a bus with a with a bar in the back um, and she had, they planned that they, they do these tours and you, they'll go anywhere you want, right? So she planned out, uh, stops at all of the places in Los Angeles that they filmed all the karate kid, um, scenes. So we went to like Cobra Kai and all the different, all the different lo- on locations while drinking, uh, on like a hot Saturday afternoon. Um, it was, it was actually, and you, all you do is get out like one of them was a school so you get like 20 drunk adults or semi-drunk halfway get in there they jump out of the bus hang out at an s- empty school on a saturday for f- 10 minutes and get back on the bus again <laughs> it was kind of silly but it was also fun as well did, did someone sweep the leg uh not that i remember no I don't remember really or doing that. Crane kick. Anybody do a crane kick? I think people were goofing around doing that. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I guess I that's got off, drunk. That's off. <laughs> that's what I thought I but yeah, but it was a good times.
2: Can I just ask if you're on a perfectly good bus with a bar in
1: it, why would you get off? To be a social, to um, get more booze. No, no, just peer pressure. Because everyone else gets off. Mm-hmm. What you can do, stay on the bus. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with that guy? It doesn't get off. Like you have to like go go with it, right? Pretend that you care about the the the, the theme and stuff, even though it's I like I I enjoyed the movie, but going to the actually going to the locations, although it was um you know um what's the word you know uh, whatever pasta is a novelty. It was novelty. Yeah. But it wasn't. There was nothing to see. It was just random pieces of the of town.
0: <laughs> so let me get this straight, Andrew. If you're on a bus, a tour with a bar on it, and it was say going to breweries, you wouldn't get off the bus.
1: Yeah, but that's you would going stay on at, no, the, no, because that's you you would getting off to get and to and alcohol. Would, that's perfectly fine. No, I, I mean feel- he
0: asked why. Why would you get off? But why would he get off if there's already alcohol on the bus?
2: Hmm. Yeah, that's a fair question. I have an answer <laughs> for that. I'm not bougie enough to be on a bus like that going on a brewery tour. Ouch.
0: Guy, can you believe Ouch. this? This is what we're working <laughs> for. Wow.
1: I feel like I just been like- slapped around the face drinking my dry Bronx. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? It's like, you know I used to drive wine tours, right?
0: Yeah, I know that.
2: <laughs> Jeez absolutely all right do we have anything else for this week
0: uh i didn't get an article neil said he had a new segment so i was like all right great
1: But uh, that was the cocktail segment which lasted all of three minutes so no no I, I don't no think. it did not it lasted a lot longer than that you did good well if, <laughs> and you're still drinking again, that cocktail if anyone cares i'm i still have half of the second cocktail left so it's lasted for the for the cast
0: oh man rocket league's gonna be great tonight
2: all right well thanks for thanks for listening our plans are optional you can find us on facebook at plans are optional or you can find us on twitter at optional plans if you've let some left something in the past week i did not check marty I, uh there's I, nothing on the facebook there's some uh, twitter okay.
1: no, there was some twitter action actually we did get a comment from one of our listeners francis, francis right? about um guinness because we talked about guinness previously and why we were saying that Guinness was much, much better from Ireland, and he actually has been to Ireland and can attest. Oh, this is Peter. Yeah, this is Canadian Neil. No, I don't think it's Peter. Is it Francis Rose? That's not Peter.
2: Oh, oh no, that's not Peter no. at all. Yeah, that's no,
1: it's Francis. It's our right. other listener,
2: Francis. But um, <laughs> that's the
1: second listener we have. <laughs> but he did say, and this is the reason: is that when he was there, that he was told that. The main reason is, is when they export Guinness out of Ireland, they have to pasteurize it and it loses, um, a lot of its original flavor by doing so. So when it's in Ireland, it's, it's unpasteurized and that's why it tastes a lot different and why people say it's better there. Oh, and he did say, I will it was give also. Guinness
0: a, another chance when I go to Ireland, if I ever go to Ireland, cause I, don't I even
2: hate remember Guinness talking here.
1: about Guinness. You don't remember I that?
2: I hate Guinness here.
1: No. Yeah, we did a few weeks ago.
2: Well, that's a wrap.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, good to know. I'm glad that uh, pasteurization um, changes Guinness and makes it worse. Um, I, I learned something.
1: And thanks to Francis for letting us know.